It's International Women's Day, but in Afghanistan, the rights of women continue to be stripped away. Since the Taliban seized back power in 2021, the United Nations has likened the treatment of women and girls in Afghanistan to gender persecution. It's the responsibility of this council to ensure that a strong message is sent to the de facto authorities that the abysmal treatment of women and girls is intolerable and unjustifiable on any ground, including religion. That's the UN Special Rapporteur on Afghanistan, Richard Benish. Now it's come to light that the Taliban has taken away the right of women to get a divorce with possible jail time for women who leave their husbands. Fauzia Kufi is a former member of Afghanistan's parliament and its first female deputy speaker. She joins me now from New York, where she's attending the UN's Commission on the Status of Women. Fauzia, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's ironic that on International Women's Day, we're discussing how the rights of women and girls in Afghanistan continues to be rolled back after so much work. The United Nations has described it as gender-based apartheid. Is the situation in Afghanistan getting worse for women? Indeed, it's getting um, it's it's getting horrible and heartbroken. Uh, we are heartbroken on a personal level because. All these years, we have strived um, to uh, create some protection mechanisms for women who are victims of violence. And in fact, I remember the days that uh, we tabled the law on violence against women to protect some of these women who were victims of domestic violence, including divorce and others. Now, after Taliban took over, they eventually abolished all of those institutions that were protecting women's rights, including women's uh, ministry, human rights commission, the the prosecution office that was supposed to uh, implement the law on violence against women and protect women victim of violence. All of those uh, uh, measures have been removed by Taliban. In addition to that, they have basically launched a war against women by, um, you know, they, um, by they um, erasing of women from public, civic and you know, any kind of spares in Afghanistan. There are now these reports which we started on um, about the Taliban banning divorce for women. What do we know? You know, um, over the last uh, 10, 20 years that uh, there was a new arena, uh, we had the law on violence against women uh, that would protect women, domestic, uh, victim of domestic violence. So if a woman was victim of uh, domestic violence, she could file um, uh, to uh, demand a divorce from her husband. And uh, based on the situation, the court could decide decide on, on the divorce. Now, obviously, uh, since the Taliban took over, they opened the, the prison's um, door. And a lot of these perpetrators of domestic violence against women are released from prison. And they are looking after those women who were, um, you know, um, uh, basically their wives or their female member of the family. And for that, they were put in prison. Most of them are the case of divorce. So they're actually looking after those women who uh, filed divorce and now they ban the right to women to ask for divorce. So even if you are a victim of um, uh, domestic violence, you cannot ask for divorce, which is insane and it's in contradiction with our Islamic principles because in Islam it says if you are a victim of domestic violence and there are circumstances, you can ask for divorce. You cannot dis- divorce, but you can ask. And given the circumstances, you can be granted a divorce. Now, all those women who ask for divorce, their husbands, ex-husbands are after them and the Taliban ban women to ask for divorce. So literally they are banning women from every right. Probably the next thing they will ask women is to stop breathing. 
Uh, so just to just get some clarity, they're being forced to return to their ex-husbands even if they were being abused. So basically they have to go back to ex-husbands who could abuse them again. Yes, every woman in Afghanistan is forced to stay with their abusers because, you know, one of the Taliban edict was women who um, wear inappropriate Taliban uh, definition hijab, well, their husband or the male member of the family will be punished. So they're basically authorizing the male member of the family to, um, you know, control the woman's uh, outfit. In a way, if women were already suffering from um, the, the abusive measures of their husband or brother or father, they are giving the Taliban are giving the father or the male member of the family double authority to do so, or a legal authority, so to say, to do so. And in this case, in the case of divorce, they stopped asking, uh, allowing women to ask for divorce. And those people, husbands that the woman already asked for divorce are after their ex-wives um, to punish them or to even commit further violence for the divorce that were given to them within the legal framework. So basically it's further, um, you know, victimizing uh, uh, women of Afghanistan and especially those who have no protection and no means of support. Must be terrifying for those women. What are you hearing from women on the ground? How are they, how are they able to cope in this hostile, frightening environment? I can say 90% of women in Afghanistan are suffering in a way or the other mental health problem. Um, you talk to them the moment you exchange a word, the next uh, word is, um, you know, crying and emotions. Um, for us also, on a, it is very emotional time because we have to really, you know, start from scratch and do everything we have done in the last 20 years, taking it for granted. Now we have to do everything and, and convince the world on something that it should be their core principle, you know, convince the world leaders to to pressurize Taliban, which is something that the world leaders should do, do because that is like human 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 rights principle, universal principle. I'm talking to a lot of women, including today, that like you know we are there celebrating 8 March and obviously in closed doors, and some of them risking their lives to protest. They have different coping mechanisms. Some of them. Uh, are vocal, they still continue to protest despite all the security challenges. Some of them are undergoing enormous uh, mental health problem. A lot of them don't know what to do. Their hopes are shattered. They're waiting for the world to help them. And when we talk with the world leaders, for many people, they're trying to think that the situation is normal. How could gender apartheid government could be normal? It's, it's extremely disturbing and, as you say, on International Women's Day, it just shows us um, how much work needs to be done. Meanwhile, on another front, on, still very much on the gender apartheid, as you call it, it's been 533 days since the Taliban banned girls from going to school and 79 days since they banned women from university. The UN says the Taliban's treatment of women and girls in Afghanistan could amount to a crime against humanity. You mentioned the international community. What do you need them to do now to try and deal with this disgraceful treatment of women? I think, first of all, the international community must unite around this issue because I think everybody has their political interests and economical interests ahead of the women's and human rights. I think they must divide, decide, unite before the discrimination reach 
to any border and before the radicalization reached to any border. The Security Council, the member states must unite around the gender apartheid that's happening in Afghanistan. We must hold Taliban accountable, pressurize them for their deeds because they are doing in contradiction to what they were um, saying during negotiation, which I was also part of it. We must pressurize them. We must sanction them so that they know what does it mean when they actually sanction the women of Afghanistan. We must put travel ban on them so that they feel the pain that the women of Afghanistan are undergoing. And then that will hopefully further divide Taliban, which are already divided, and we can lever that division um, for a political process. Centric, centered by women and led by women. I believe that there is still a room for a political process that we can establish a government that is accountable, but it will come with unity of international community and common message and pressure from international community. As women of Afghanistan continue to fight for their rights, I think it's time for the international community to recognize women of Afghanistan as a stakeholder uh, in a time that they are completely being erased from the public sphere in Afghanistan. Fauzia, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you. Fauzia Kufi is a women's rights activist and Afghanistan's first female deputy speaker. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app. Me again, podcasters. I hope you're enjoying our coverage of international affairs on RN Brecky. And if you're looking for more stories that put world events into context, then look for Between the Lines on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.